I started really truly um, like, why do I want to share this business model with someone? You know, it wasn't just about selling, you know, a certain number of products. It was like, I really truly think that this business model can make this person's life better or this person or this product can make this person's life better. Hey, welcome to the Global Network. I'm Montana Valverde, a former professional dancer turned mindset mentor, and I am obsessed with all things self-growth, network marketing, health, and helping you tap into your personal power. Before we jump into the episode, be sure to click subscribe so that you never miss a minute of the show. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Global Network. I am so excited for today's episode because I'm actually joined today by my network marketing bestie. <laughs> That's what we like to call her, our network marketing bestie, Stacy Price. And Stacy is a wedding planner that made a pandemic pivot into network marketing and fell in love with that business model. And now she helps others through modern social selling strategies. So hello, Stacy. Welcome to the podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Hi, Montana. Oh my gosh. It's so great uh, to be on this podcast. I am super, super pumped uh, to talk to all your, your audience and to like get right into our network marketing conversation. Yes, me too. So I want to start off just by asking you like a little bit about who you are, what you're known for, maybe your background, and then what that pandemic pivot kind of looked like for you when you stepped into the network marketing industry. For sure. So I started my sort of entrepreneurial career. Oh my gosh. I'm like, it like scares me to say like almost 20 years ago now, um, when my first daughter was born, uh, I decided that, um, you know, the corporate nine to five was not my thing. Uh, and I put together a sort of business plan for my, for my wedding planning business. Um, and it was funny at the time, because like, if you think, you know, 15, 20 years ago, wedding planners were like, not the norm. So I did get like, much like in network marketing, I did get some pushback on that decision. Like, what are you talking about? Like, only like the rich and the famous hire wedding planners. So for me, I had to like be super focused on, you know, what my vision was, what I wanted my business to look like, how I was going to sort of make that happen. Um, and yeah, like 17 years later, here we are. Um, That's honestly like the coolest thing ever. I, we were just literally talking before off air about this and like the fact that you took all your skills from being a wedding planner and kind of applied them to network marketing. And I think it's just so amazing because you can come from any background with any previous experience. You don't even need to have very much experience in the network marketing industry in order to kill it. And just to see what you've been able to build and what you've been able to create for your team and also for your community as well in your business has just been really inspiring for me to watch. So that's so cool. Now, the next question I have for you is what really made you want to pursue a career in network marketing? And usually when I ask people this question, I kind of like to come back to the idea of why was it a must for you? Like there was no other option. You made it a must. You were like, I am committed. I'm doing this thing. That's such a great question. And I love how you say you made it a must because I think that's like really part of what is going to separate you, um, you know, from someone who just does network marketing from like maybe, you know, making three to $500 a month, which is nothing wrong with that. And if that is why you get into network marketing, that is absolutely fantastic. For me, the story was a little bit different, obviously, because of the state of the world. So like I said, uh, I was probably in year 16 of our wedding planning business when March of 2020 hit. Um, and it went from like 21 days off to like, obviously, 
what we're into two and a half years now. So for me, because I was um, into my wedding planning business for so long, and, and I loved that business. I, I loved everything about wedding planning, but you're from Canada as well. Um, as we know, the wedding planning season, especially in Ontario, is very short. So it is very much a seasonal business and one that happens really only on Saturdays. So for me, um, the flexibility that network marketing could provide was slightly different than my, you know, my previous entrepreneurial venue, which, which was something for me that was fantastic. So at that time when it was like obvious that weddings sort of weren't returning, you know, for that season, I took a look at my, my network marketing business. I was a customer. I had been a customer for a while. I think that's how most people start. Uh, and I truly loved, um, you know, so many of the products. And and at that point, when I sort of realized like, okay, my financial situation is not going to happen like it normally does this summer, um, I, I really sort of took that opportunity to dive headfirst into. That's awesome. Wow. I, I didn't even realize that, that like you were a, a pre-existing customer. That's, you're right. It's definitely how a lot of people get into it. And I, I love that you went full force you know, and you really committed and you jumped with like both two feet in and committed um, because it can be really hard in the beginning to kind of decide like, am I really going to do this thing or am I just going to kind of do it part-time? And no matter what your decision is, whether you jump into network marketing full-time or you're doing it part-time, like there's so much opportunity for growth inside of the industry. And that's something that you and I are both really big on when it comes to our courses and our, our programs and things that we offer for additional coaching and mentorship. So what kind of things have you learned about yourself since starting your business? Like what was your, your growth journey like, or did you have any serious aha moments along the way because of the network marketing industry? It's so funny. Absolutely. Um, and I think when, like, I, I know that, and this is, you know, obviously one of the things that you and I are really working hard and there are some amazing, amazing mentors out there that are really trying to like erase the stigma around network marketing. So obviously, yes. Was that a hesitation for why sort of I started off as a customer and didn't jump in right into, you know, um, you know, right into that business because of the sort of stigma that was surrounding, you know, around in the industry? Absolutely. However, I battled that once before. I battled that with my um, wedding planning business when I first started. When I first started it, I, I hit walls. I hit. Um, I had a very specific vision about the type of bride, the type of client that I wanted to work with. Ottawa isn't a massive market. We're not Toronto. We're not Montreal. We're not Vancouver, where they were throwing these like lavish weddings. And I'm like, I want to be a part of that. I want to do that as well. So the walls that I hit in that business were very similar to what I found in that marketing you know whether it was um, people's preconceived notions or like that can't happen and like that can't happen with you you can't you can't just like get people to join your team and sell products and so all of the steps and the methods that I use to build my wedding planning business I then just took those steps and translated them into my network marketing business and I think that's the biggest thing I think do you need dedication? Do you need consistency? Do you need a strong belief? Absolutely. But I liken it to like, let's say you want to change the chandelier in your dining room and you're like, 
you know, an intelligent person, you go look it up on YouTube maybe, and you see that there's certain steps that you need to follow. And it's the same thing for network marketing. And for me coming from a planning background where I was so focused on like, okay, if I do this, this result's going to happen, then I'm going to need to do this. And then this is going to have to happen. And this, and this, and this, I did, I couldn't find that for network marketing. So I, I made my own system. I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to have to do. If I do A, B, C, D, follow E, F, G, this result is going to happen. And, and it did. I love it. Oh, you inspire me so much. I love listening. I can listen to you speak all day. And I am just like <clears throat> trying my best to like, honestly, come back to this concept consistently of like, there's always a way, like, especially when you feel like you're faced with any kind of challenge or like adversity or, or anything like that, especially when you join network marketing is like, there's always somebody that has walked before you that has the results that you want that you can model the success of. And there's something that I want to touch on that you just mentioned when it comes to like following the steps and you will get the result. So much of network marketing is unlearning things that like don't work and then relearning things that do and coming back to like your belief systems and your mindset. I think it's Tony that says your business is 80% psychology, 20% strategy and mechanics of what you're actually doing. And that is just so true in the network marketing industry because so much of what we're doing is being made up in our mind and we prevent ourselves from taking action or pursuing parts of the business or reaching out to that person or taking any kind of steps towards our goals because of what's going on in our mind. And if you can learn to master the strongest muscle in your body, which is our two million, two million year old mind, literally anything is possible. And so I love that you're just like, so honest about your journey and just so transparent about what it really takes and the steps that you can take to get to where you need to be. Cause it really is just a matter of like getting and outgrowing yourself consistently every day over and over again, and then just retraining your mind for what it is that you need to do to get to your goal. So I am really grateful that you share that with us. So the next question I have is what's one piece of advice that you have for someone who is seriously committed to building and scaling their network marketing business. So someone who is maybe like done being on the sidelines, they're done being one foot out the door, they're ready to fully commit and they're disturbed by an action. They want to get their business going, but they just have no idea kind of where to start. Oh my gosh, you just said something disturbed by an action. I love that phrase. So two things, and one of them like speaks directly to what you just said. Um, for me, and, and I, I don't mean to be to bring it back to um, wedding planning, it's just that that's my experience. And that's how I've how my success has come in network marketing. But in, in, in the wedding planning world, all like, let's just say contracts were formed on 10%, 10% fee. That's how people priced everything. And for me, I hated that. I always hated that when I was like, when I was planning, I was like, I don't understand that. Like if their wedding costs, you know, $50,000, my fees, 5,000. But if they spend more money, I make more money. What, like as a planner, I'm supposed to help them save money. But if I make them spend more money, I, to me, it just, it never sat right. And the exact same thing is right for network marketing. If you see someone doing something that doesn't sit right with you, 
disturb it, change it, do something different, find a different way to get the same result, but find a different way to do it. So my number one piece of advice would be if you see someone in network marketing that you aspire to be like, that maybe is like the top one or 2%, but you just don't love the way they got there. It doesn't sit right with you do it differently, find a different way to do it. Like, I think, I think being true to yourself is something that is like, has, has served me and has, has helped with my success. Um, and the second thing, and this is something that when I, when I talk to my team, they don't always love this. If you are, if you're going for it, if you are going for the gold and going for that top one or 2%, I need you to sit down and really have a hard look um, of the things that are important in your life. And unfortunately, to make that leap, one or two of those things are going to have to be put on the back burner for the time being, for your future self, for the like good of your business. You are going to have to 100% put your blinders on and work towards that goal so consistently to the point that your house might be a mess, that your kids might be eating craft dinner for a couple times a week, your laundry might not always get to get done on time but that's okay you have to be so singularly focused on that goal and then all of the good things will come yes yes 1000 yes i couldn't agree more with you and i love that you talked about making swaps in your life and it's not necessarily like sacrifices because like you said it just going on the back burner for a little bit and then you come back to it later in your life but it's better to put all of your energy and focus to being really great at one thing than to be mediocre at a lot of different things. And there's something that you shared about modeling the success of people you were talking about. If you see somebody who has done something and achieved the results that you want, but you didn't, maybe didn't really like the way that they did it, find somebody who you do like what they did and then literally model their success because success leaves clues. So it's not that this person is lucky um, or that you know they they had a better chance than you. It's just that they're doing something differently. And so you can learn the same things that they did in order to get the results that they had. And that's part of the reason why we decided to jump into coaching and mentorship because we want to share with you the same things that we did in order to build and scale the businesses to the places that we have. So I love that so much. And I love the blinders idea, just getting crystal clear focus where focus goes, energy flows. And if you put your time and your energy into accomplishing that goal and you really commit to it. And you also solidify the belief that you have in yourself about that. Like, I think there's nothing more profound than having absolute certainty about accomplishing a goal. You have to find that within yourself. Like no one is coming to save you. Nobody is coming to remind you to do the work. Nobody's coming to, you know, reassure you that it's possible for you. You have to come to a level of certainty within yourself to be like, I am doing this and it is happening. So I love that so much. And thank you for sharing that with us. So uh, we're kind of wrapping up to our final questions here. But the next one that I have for you is like, who are your biggest inspirations in maybe in the network marketing industry or in business in general, maybe in the personal development industry? Who are the people that like you look up to the most? And why do you choose to look up to these people? Oh, my goodness. I think with the like, um, like, thank you, social media for like opening your like world to so many different people. Um, like, my mind has been like so expanded by just even if it's just snippets of people's, um, you know, experiences or successes. Um, 
you know, I love how you said success leaves clues. Cause when you, you know, if someone shows up on your, like on your feed, it's like, okay, I was like meant to follow this person or I was meant to, you know, I was meant, this person was meant to come into my life much like you, which I'm so, so grateful for. Um, for me, um, and this is probably a little bit more of a personal thing for me, my um, biggest sort of mentor from a business, from a business perspective is actually my aunt. Um, my aunt started her own business, like gosh, many years ago, obviously. Um, but when I was like my first sort of, um, you know, the first time that I actually knew that you could do your own thing was when I was like six. My aunt was an interior designer. And this was like, we're talking over 40 years ago when, you know, you know, women stayed at home or my mom, she was a secretary and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I didn't even know it was possible for you to own your own business. And I just remember her like growing up, watching her build her own business and, and really like break through a lot of like, 1970s 1980s like bs that women can do it and and she can raise her family and she can build her own business for me that stuck with me so so like so true and that when i you know made the decision to start my own business she was like she was always right there just being one of the most positive influences in my life and 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 making me believe that it was something that i could do that is so beautiful thank you for sharing that personal story with us as well too because Honestly, I'm sure so many of our viewers and listeners are like inspired by people in their own life. And sometimes we forget that. I mean, your peer group and the people that you choose to spend your time with, especially when you're pursuing a new business opportunity or a new challenge, um, that circle that I call it like our inner circle is so sacred. And so it's really important to kind of pay attention and do a little audit of the people who you have in your life, who do support your vision and your, and your career. And then maybe put on the back burner, the ones who don't, you know, like, I'm sure you probably had a lot of people in your life who didn't trust that you were on the right path, obviously with wedding planning, and then stepping into another um, little bit more controversial industry at the time, it can be really challenging. It can be really overwhelming and, and you might sometimes feel like you're alone. So for those of you out there who are listening, who are on this journey in network marketing, maybe you don't have someone who you look up to in your life. Like just know that there are so many people who support you and um, us on this podcast, we support you inside of this industry and we are cheering you on to victory. So that is so amazing that you have someone so close to you that um, really supports your vision. What are some of the tips that you have for network marketers now when it comes to erasing the ick? because I know this is like your trademark. This is what you are literally known for when it comes to network marketing, erasing the ick. What does it mean to you and how can people start to erase the ick in their own businesses? Yes. Great question. Um, for me, it was so funny when I first started and I had a good friend at the time It was and was like, I'm, I'm thinking of doing this. Like I'm thinking of getting into network marketing. And she's like, great. Like what's, what's the problem? Like why, what's stopping you? And I'm like, it's just so icky. And so literally, and she's like, why, why is it icky? And how can you make it unicky? So that was sort of how the whole concept of erase the ick was born. And I think, and, and now looking back, oh gosh, I'm like, I can't even believe because we know how amazing this industry is and done the right way. It can be such a fulfilling, such a, you know, financially fulfilling, but, but even more so like personal growth fulfilling. And I know that's something that you touch on a lot. So I think, um, 
probably the, like sort of the biggest tips that I can give people is really, and it sounds so cheesy, but you really have to like dig deep and really do believe that you have something to offer. And for me, you know, like exactly what you said at the beginning of this podcast, your experience and your um, can come from anywhere. It doesn't necessarily have to come from a sales background or have to come from, you know, from network marketing since the time you were three, whatever your experience is, translate that into how you can you can make your network marketing business successful whatever skills you had maybe you're a really good talker maybe you're a really good listener maybe you know you're a really good baker and you can like get in front of the camera and like whatever you do you there is a way that you can translate that into bringing about success in your network marketing business. So I think the biggest tip besides like super strong belief and, and, you know, consistency, which I really do think is the number one thing you just have to wake up and get to it, um, is really like digging deep and, um, you know, finding what that sort of why is and what that belief is and putting on your blinders and march straight towards your goal and do it in a way that is true to you. Because when I started doing that, that's what erased the ick for me. When I started really, truly um, like, why do I want to share this business model with someone? You know, it wasn't just about selling, you know, a certain number of products. It was like, I really truly think that this business model can make this person's life better or this person or this product can make this person's life better. That's when the ickiness starts to fall away. That is so true. Like so, so true. I did the exact same thing and I love the whole concept that you have around erase the ick. I love that you truly believe falling within your own personal belief systems, what you believe, the way that you believe you should grow your business, like is the number one way that you should grow. Cause it's going to feel the most authentic to you. It's going to be the best way for your audience and your, your, like your followers and your community to be able to connect with you when you decide to grow in a way that matches and aligns with your belief systems and aligns with like the commitment that you have for your, for your goals. It's just, it's honestly incredible what you can accomplish. And I'm really grateful that you shared that with us because I think so many times we know what we need to do, but we don't do what we know. And a lot of the time in network marketing, it's just getting past that little wall that we put up in our own mind or getting past that icky feeling of should I message this person and then realizing and remembering, like, it's not about me. It's about the lives that I can change. It's about the person who's going to get my message on the other side and have their life completely transformed because I had the courage to stand up and say so. I had the courage to invite them to that call or to share that video with them. So I think that it's so important to remember that side of erasing the ick as well. It's like, it's about me helping people and coming from a place of servant leadership and being able to support people for their reasons and not my own. So I love that so, so much. Um, the last question that I kind of have for you is how can people work with you? Like, where can they get connected with you? Like your hub, your home base, where can people get to know you better? Yeah, um, probably I'm, I'm most active um, on the Instagram platform. So that is probably the easiest way. You can just jump on to follow me at stacyprice.co, which conveniently is also the um, uh, 
same as my website. So if you did want any more information about Erase the Ick, you can um, either just hit the link in my bio on the Instagram or go directly to the website. I do offer um, a couple of free masterclasses uh, that you can sort of, you know, see me and a little bit more of sort of what I have to offer. But exactly what you said, my, um, my sort of core program is really based around um, you know, erasing that sort of stigma and ickiness so that when you um, are your most authentic self, people, people see that and it, it becomes less about selling and more about what you can, how you can help that person and what, and what you can offer. Thank you so much, Stacey. And I'll put a link to um, Stacey's Instagram in the show notes for you guys. So you can go check out her Instagram page. She has all of the links to her um, programs and masterclasses and everything in the link in her bio. So you can go check it out on her account. But Stacey, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It means the world to me. And I'm so grateful that we've been able to connect and you've been able to share a little bit of your wisdom, a little bit of your heart with everyone. And we hope that what we've talked about today inspires you moving forward. Is there any last things that you want to talk about or anything else that you want to share with the community before we wrap up? Thank you so much, Montana. I really am so appreciative of coming on today. And I am so hopeful that when, you know, we can like fly around the world again, you and I get to meet, have a glass of wine and give each other a big hug in person. I literally cannot wait for that to happen. I can't wait for it too. Let's plan it. Honestly, it's going to be the best reunion and the best time together. I can't wait. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode and we will see you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and you want to stay connected with our global network community, check out the links in the show notes.